Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Well, good morning, everybody. I want to say in connection with what Trey said, one of the most beautiful revelations is to get that revelation that he was talking about right there. Get that understanding. When I say revelation, I mean that get illuminated with that understanding. Fallen human nature and its pride don't let you see that. You can be blinded to it. Always remember this. Fallen human nature is very self-centered. God's not self-centered. Remember this. Pay attention right here. God never has told you to do anything that he doesn't do. The reason why he told you to do it is because he's done it and he knows what it'll do for you in doing it. One of the greatest revelations right there, and you can find that in the book of John. You need to read it. I want to say it's probably somewhere in chapter 12, 13, somewhere in there. Uh, and the thing about it is he disrobed himself to put on that apron. And I want to go there so bad. <laughs> but I, 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 I want to get to where we're going to go today. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to talk about the system of belief. We're still talking about divine order. Father, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. It's the spirit of wisdom and revelation is here. The spirit of faith is here in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Father, yes, Lord. Okay, I'll do it another way, yes. Father, we thank you right now for giving us clear minds and open hearts. We set everything aside and we give you undivided attention. We must hear from you today. Now, Lord, give me accurate words and precise thought to convey your understanding. And I want to say thank you for the privilege of flowing through me. Help me to be completely yielded to what you have to say. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to say this. Uh, God wants to hear, heal somebody today. The spirit of faith is here. Faith is spiritual. When we talk about faith, please hear me. Don't get it confused. We're not talking about uh, human confidence. Human confidence is one of the most fickle things. All you got to do is let the ball of life bounce the wrong way, and human confidence is out the window. Haven't y'all been watching football lately? Okay. Uh, here's the point. If you, here's what I want to say. If you have pain today, is anybody got pain in your body? You came to church, and I'm also including those that are viewing by live stream. You got physical pain. If you do, I want you to raise your hand. We're going to identify you. Okay, 
Keep your hand up a minute. I got to look out there. Okay, you got physical pain. Now listen very carefully. I'm declaring this. While I am ministering the word of life, you can receive your healing. I'm going to give you an example. I'll never forget. This happened to a man named, I I don't know his first name because I always called him Brother Fowler. That's when my dad was pastoring the church here. And Brother Fowler was sitting on, I don't know, second or third row over here. That's back when we had church pews. And while, while my dad was teaching, I think it was on a Wednesday night, he's just getting up here preaching the word. And the crowd wasn't real big, you know. And at, at, towards the end of the service, Brother Fowler kind of raised his hand and said, Brother Allen, I just want everybody to know that I was, I think it was his, I think it was his left ear because he kept going like this. And he says, while you were speaking, God opened my ear that I was deaf in. Now there's, listen carefully. Jesus said, if any man has ears to hear, he's not just talking about a physical ear. Okay, because he is here and out of the other ear real good. He wants you to hear with your heart. In other words, that's where you receive it. Belief is formed in the heart. And then you renew your mind. I'm talking about from God's standpoint, you renew your mind or renovate your thinking to support that belief. You understand? There's where you, you, the system of belief, a, a system is an orderly method. Are you following that? It's an orderly method. The laws that support that system, and we've touched on this, but I, I got to, I want to get us all back on the same page now, so we're thinking in the same vein. The laws that support that, a law is simply a principle that's based upon a truth that causes that orderly method to function properly. So when we talk about the system of belief, a system of belief, systems can be messed up. How many of you ever... Uh, heard uh, throwing a kink, a kink in the machine, you know, a, a wrench in the machinery, okay? Uh, you know, and what it does is messes up the system. I mean, if you put a grain of sand every day in, 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 in the motor of your vehicle, eventually it's going to lock up because it's foreign material that the system does, is not designed, it's not designed to operate, and it's a violation of the principle that makes the engine work. You follow what I'm saying? Well, the same thing is true here. When Adam and Eve fell in the garden, a new, uh, I don't want to say new, I don't even want to use the word new, but a corrupt, that's the best way, a corrupt system came into the earth. That corrupt system is fallen human nature. It's the nature of the devil. That's what we got to be saved from. You know, people think we got to be saved from our sins. No, you got to be saved from yourself. As long as you yield to that, as long as you don't know that you're, 
We think, well, that's just me. Well, that's the problem. That's just you. Jesus came to save you from you because your nature was corrupt. Are y'all following me? What causes people to sin is the nature of sin. It's not just the act. Are y'all following me? That's why Jesus said, if a man thinketh uh, 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 on another woman to commit adultery with her, he's already guilty. Why? He's not talking about dealing with the act. He's talking about dealing with the root that causes the act. And so many, so, so many times we get sidetracked with all that, and we think, well, I've never committed adultery. Well, if you're, if you're thinking about it, you're guilty of it because you're yielding to the nature of it, and it'll lead you into the act. Do you follow what I'm saying? Jesus came to give us a new nature. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. Glory to God. An orderly method. God works in systems. And these systems, listen carefully, operate together. We could, I've used this example before, and I'm going to use it again this morning. Here again, to get us all on the same page. Your body has more than one system to make it function Normally, Now, listen very carefully. Each one of those systems, the respiratory system, the circulatory system, the digestive system, each one of those systems are supposed to work in harmony together to bring health to you. If one of those systems malfunctions because a violation of that system, it will eventually, maybe not up front, but eventually affect the other systems. A deterioration or a corruption happens to health, and sickness comes. Are you following me? The same thing is true with the spiritual aspect of you, the, the really the most important thing of your life. The bodily functions of your body are created in the image of your spiritual body. Okay? Most people don't realize they have a spiritual body. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, you have a spiritual body. Okay? Your mind is not the organ in your head called the brain. Your mind uses the organ of the brain. Are you following me? So, when we talk about these systems of the new creation, Jesus came to work from the inside out, not from the outside in. Everything that functions from this world system deals with the exterior and never deals with the interior. John the Baptist put it like this when he's talking about Jesus coming on the scene. He said, now the axe is laid at at the roots of the trees, plural, trees. He's talking about systems. Those corrupt, they've been corrupted, so God is going to, through Jesus, going to lay the axe at the root of that. Okay. And if, we do, if you don't deal with the, we've, we've talked about this, but we have, we have no conscientiousness of it. Let's put it that way. 
God deals with the heart, and everybody has said that. But the heart is the center of your life. And if God truly deals with the heart, it is reflected in every avenue of your life. We could say it another way when we say heart. We're going to say spirit. Your spirit, your spirit man. Okay? That's the center of your being. You have a soulish man and you have a physical man, but the spirit man is the real you. Follow? And if it's been corrupted, it's going to affect the soulish mechanism or system of your existence. Eventually, it will even be reflected in the system of your body. Okay? People don't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to sin today. It's a process. It's a process we learn. And then we use the system of logic, okay, to justify what we did. How many of you ever heard of the yell but? Attorney and neighbor say it's about time you got off that word. Okay. And, that, and, and half the time we go to church, when we go to church, we got preachers that's always giving us the yow butts. And so we have been programmed in our reasoning, now listen care, carefully, in our reasoning, reasoning is a law that governs the logic, and logic is where we, we uh, make our decisions, okay, and then we justify them. And they'll, sometimes we have... Gone to church, listen to preachers preach because they haven't, you know, understood this. But I'm going to tell you today, God's given us a revelation. When I say today, I'm not talking about this 24-hour period. I'm talking about this time and this season. He's connecting the dots for people, and we're finding out the systems that, that were supposed to work have been corrupted. In the individuals and in society. And God's cleaning them up. And he's going to start with you and I as individuals. Are you following me? Now, lawlessness is a disorder. It's a disorder. Lawlessness is a disorder. Say that with me out loud. It's a disorder. Okay? So when we talk about law... The opposite of law is a disorder. See, laws are nothing more than a, true, a principle that's based on the truth. That causes the system, the system, whatever system it may be, that causes the system to operate in an orderly fashion, the way it's supposed to. Okay, so lawlessness really is a disorder due to the fact that we have disregarded the principle that's based on the truth. In other words, let me put it like this. We believed a lie. 
The lawlessness that's going on in the streets of America is because people believed a lie perpetrated by the devil himself. In fact, it's corrupted all of our institutions. You can't even trust medical science. By the way, I, I just want to throw, you, throw this out there to you. You can look it up for yourself. Mr. Fauci, do you know what his name means? It means sickle, like as in the Grim Reaper. Just throwing that out there. These are not, these are not, these are not jokes, my friend. The church has been too used to coming to church. Coming, we've been so used to coming to church to be entertained, and this is not an entertainment session. This is an equipping session. It's an equipping session. Now, don't get upset with Mr. Fauci. Get upset with the devil that set him up. And he's believed his own lies. Now, let's move on from that. There are systems. There is a system of belief. Right believing and wrong believing. Wrong believing is a corrupt believing. It's it's referred to in the New Testament as unbelief. Unbelief is still not believing. It's believing, but it's believing the wrong thing. For example, if I came to you and I told you that, you know, I caught a minnow this size. Okay? Okay? And, and you have a choice at that moment. Do you believe that or do you not believe that? Okay. But what if I repeated it and repeated it and repeated it and faked a picture? Okay. Doctored one up, put it on, on uh, Facebook. Edited it a little bit. Oh, I see it, but I don't believe it. But we keep hounding you and hounding you and hounding you, and guess what I do? Is I, I, I coordinate an effort with a few people that are around me. Let's pull a trick on them, and I get them all saying the same thing, showing the same picture, and saying the same thing until it's accepted because more and more people are believing it. They use the law of hearing and seeing in a corrupted manner, in order to, listen carefully, to get you to believe it. Now, the same, we can use that in reverse for the good. The more you hear the Word of God and the more you understand it and your eyes are open, the more you begin to believe the truth and you disbelieve the lie. Are you following that? Okay. The devil uses lies to corrupt the system of belief. Now, the system of belief was created by God. For the Bible tells you you don't believe with your head. You believe with your heart or your spirit, the center of your being. 
when, and here as a pastor, I want to tell you, many people have got head knowledge, but they have no heart knowledge. You, you, the purpose of the system of meditation, the system of meditation is, is, is about thinking on, dwelling on. Part of meditation is speaking to yourself. How many of you have ever murmured? The rest of you lying like a dog. We've all murmured. What do you think you're doing? You're speaking to yourself in low speech, and you're, you're griping and murmuring and complaining and bellyaching, and guess what? The more you gripe and murmur and bellyache, the more you're getting frustrated, the more you're getting aggravated, the more you believe nothing's going to work out right, and you know, they tell me this, they tell me that, but it ain't working, I'm telling you, and, and then you spend your whole life doing that, and it becomes your way of life. You're just a bellyacher. Okay? And, and there's something wrong with everybody else. No, it's something wrong with your believing because you've meditated on it. Okay? You've, you, you've allowed the devil to get a hold of that system of meditation. And now you will talk yourself right out of believing God. And then it gets, a whole, gets, into the, gets into your logic, which is another system. Remember what I told you earlier? There, your body has many systems. And, and if, it gets, if it gets, one system gets corrupted by, by lawlessness, lawlessness to that system, it will eventually affect all the other systems. You don't believe that? Diabetes, di- diabetes will get a hold of your, of your circulatory system. Begin to affect your heart. I'm talking about your physical heart. You see, it, it, and, and all, it all it can be traced back to believing a lie. Woo, shout me down. People get talked out of their healing by wrong believing. A corruption of the belief system. That's, God said in the book of Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6, my people, my people, my people. So he's not talking about the world out there. He's talking about his people. His people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. What kind of knowledge? Not knowledge about God. We, we all, you know, that's why you're here today. You believe that God exists. You believe in God, but do you believe God? See, we believe God can heal, but do we believe God wants us healed? Do we believe that God loves us enough to heal us? You see, until it moves out of believing something about God into actually having a personal relationship where you know God, you believe what he said, then, listen carefully, you are justified in being healed. And let me put it another way. Go with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 1 so you can get there. I won't tell you what verses yet, just get there. What is your reasoning for being healed? 
Well, Pastor Ronnie, I go to church. I'm a good person. That doesn't justify you in getting healed. Count me down. And by the way, what's your definition of a good person? Your definition of a good person and God's definition are two different things. Well, today I'm nice. And I've been practicing nice for the last 30 minutes. <laughs> okay? God doesn't heal people because they show up to church every Sunday either. It's based off your belief system. If that belief system is corrupted by wrong believing, you're not justified in the eyes of God to be healed because now you're placing it on your works. Your ability to show God that I am justified because I, I show up, I do it every Sunday. But you can go to church every Sunday you can view by live stream every Sunday and still not believe God. Now, is it available? Yes, it's available. But you got to hear with your heart. You can't just hear with your external device called your ear. You got to hear with revelation knowledge or heart understanding. Ephesians chapter 1. I'll show you the same thing about seeing, the law of seeing and hearing. Ephesians chapter 1. Here, I told you to go there and I didn't do it. You big fat hypocrite. Forgive me, Jesus. All right. For Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. We'll read 16 through 19 out of the King James. Paul the apostle says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Revelation is hidden truth. What was it hidden from? It was hidden from fallen human nature. Okay? And the knowledge of him. Now, not, listen carefully what it doesn't say. Wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. It didn't say the knowledge about him. That means you're going to have to know what God knows. It's his personal knowledge and insight that he has given to you and made available. Watch this. The eyes of your what? He didn't say the eyes that's in your head. He said, the eyes of your understanding. The eyes of your understanding. Bad attitudes can keep you from seeing with understanding. Bad attitudes. Bad attitudes most of the time are based upon wrong believing. You see, when, 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 a, when a minister gets up here and starts teaching what I'm talking about right now, many people get upset because they have preconceived ideas. I did for years. I'm, I'm telling you, I did. I was, 
I was raised in a pastor's home, been around church all my life, Pentecostal, charismatic, tongue-talking, demon-casting out, Bible-toting. And I had preconceived ideas. And, and, and I used to listen to, and, and, you know, some people don't like him, but I don't really care. Because uh, I was in the same position. I used to listen to Kenneth Copeland when he was on the radio. And I'd listen to him just get mad at him every day. To challenge him what he was doing. And you know what he was doing? He was challenging me. He's challenging my preconceived ideas, my sacred cows that need to be killed and offered on the sacrifice. God, I'm willing to get, train me. Tell me what to believe. Show me what to believe. Because my system of belief has been corrupted by my own fallen human nature. Now watch this. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know, that you may know. Now that means without a doubt. What is the hope of his calling? Now listen very carefully. I want you to get this part. This is very, very important. The hope of his calling. The word hope doesn't mean wish. It means an expectation or a joyful anticipation. Everybody say expectation. So God has an expectation. A joyful anticipation. Okay? His hope. His joyful anticipation or expectation of what? His calling on you. God's calling every one of you. He's calling every single one of us. What is he calling us to? His joyful anticipation, his expectation that came through what Jesus paid for. What Jesus paid for. Jesus paid the price not only for your hereafter, but for your nasty now and now. I've heard some, some people, even Christians, that have been ignorant of this and had had wrong belief and preconceived ideas, and they say, well, Pastor Ronnie, God doesn't really heal today. I know he can if he wants to, but I don't, I don't believe he, he wants to in every case. Yes, he does. He wants to in every case, but not everybody's willing to let him straighten out their believing system. Okay. He's got to straighten out that believing system. Well, now, Pastor Ronnie, we're just getting older. Qualify that for what Jesus paid for. Qualify that. Did Jesus pay the price for your healing? But he said, once you turn a certain age, are you following me? See, that's wrong believing. And we talk it, we meditate it, we think about it, and we joke among ourselves. And then we want to know why God don't heal us. He doesn't heal us because your believing mechanism, your believing system has been corrupted by the lies of the devil. It's hard to believe, it's hard to, to confess and repent over wrong believing because it's hard for us to accept the fact that we have believed a lie. Yeah. 
Glory to God. Somebody's going to get healed. Today. And he goes on to say, the eyes of your understanding being in light that you may know. Word calling means invitation. Now, how many of you ever set out invitations to a special occasion and not everybody responded? Because they had other things that were more important. Woo, shout me down. You know that there are some people, I don't want to call them believers because they're not believing. Some people, there are some people that God has sent out an invitation to that everything else is more important than what Jesus paid for. A VIP invitation. I paid for you to be healed. But guess what? You've got more confidence in a doctor that is practicing than you do in what God said. And let me tell you, listen very, very carefully to this. I want you to listen. I'm not doing away with doctors. I've been to doctors. I'll probably have to go again. But doctors can only do with what they know, and they don't know everything. Thank God for doctors. Don't, don't push them off. I mean, I thank God for the, for the doctor that operated on my finger twice this last year. I thank God for that. Okay? But they only treat the symptom. They do not treat the cause. Because they don't understand everything. You, listen carefully, you are a special and unique being created by God with these different systems. You can go to the doctor, get your shots, Get your medication, but it doesn't guarantee that it will work. Why is that? Because they've left out another system. They're treating the physical body, but they have not, listen carefully, they have done nothing about the believing system. Are you following me? And, and don't look at me and say, well, now, now, Pastor Ronnie. I've proven it over and over in my life. The doctors told my mother, you either amputate that leg or you're going to die. But they heard from God and God, uh, uh, and God said, you're going to be all right. And you know what? My mother was 94 years old when she passed on and had the leg that the doctor wanted to amputate. Now, listen very carefully. I'm not telling you that that's going to happen instantly. But it was nevertheless a miracle. It was two years before she ever walked. And for 10 days, it looked like she was going to die. My point is, 
the believing system must be guarded above all. That's why he said, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of your life. The issues of your life come from the heart. Okay? I'll go to the doctor when I need to go. He's going to treat my symptoms. He's going to help my system. But here's what we do. We got more faith in what they're saying and the, and the medication that they're giving to give, give us, a, a, you know, phys, treat those physical symptoms, but we do nothing about our believing. And then we don't know, why don't it work? Why don't it work? Because the believing system has got to work with the rest of the systems. If they don't, then you, you're, you're still out. If you don't get your believing system straightened out, then I don't care what kind of medicine happens. They can't give you a clue on why it works over here, but it don't work over here. They can't give you a clue. I don't know why I got two people in the same hospital bed treating them the same way and it doesn't work. It's the believing system. That same believing system applies to your finances. Some people believe God wants them poor, broke. God don't want you poor and broke. It's your believing system. And you've let fallen human nature and the opinions of this environment dictate that to you. And so therefore, you bought it hook, line, and sinker. Do you know what believing really is? Believing really is, very simply, holding something to be true. Now, if the devil can get a hold of your believing system, that means that he can get you to accept it as truth when it could all be a lie. Woo, man, I'm preaching really good right now. My reason for being healed is simple. It's emphatic, and it's totality in truth. I believe that I am healed because of what Jesus paid for. Not on how I feel. Not on how I look. Okay? Because sometimes you can look tired. You can look wore out. You can look ragged. I know you did your best to look real good today. And you do look good. When's the last time you looked at yourself... And somebody said that, and you went into the mirror and said, you handsome dude, you, you, you got vitality in you. Have you ever noticed that when somebody said, man, you look tired? I know. <laughs> you just don't know. Huh? Guess what you do? You're starting to accept it. You're starting to agree with it. When's the last time that somebody told you you look like that, and you put a... Put a smile on your face. Put a spring in your step. You're not healed because of how you feel. Do you hear me? I'm not healed because of how I'm feeling. I'm healed because of what Jesus paid for. 
It has nothing to do with how I feel. Now, here's the point. I know when you feel bad. It feels bad to feel bad. How many of you understand that? And it feels good to feel good. I get all of that. Okay? But what changes the feeling? You're believing. Listen to me. Listen to me very carefully. The next time you have a, 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 a symptom, the next time you feel bad, instead of coming out of your mouth how bad you feel and going on for six, eight minutes, why don't you just start saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that by your stripes I'm healed. I guarantee if you do that for about 10 minutes, let that come out of your mouth, something is going to begin to affect your emotions. That's called meditation. You're making them align with the Word of God, and as you do, it begins to change, the, 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 and it begins to affect the system. Well, listen to this. Romans... We dealt with this here. Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. If we really understood the new creation, what you've been brought into, what God has invited us into. But Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. There is therefore now no condemnation. Is that what it says? No. Yes. There is therefore now. Everybody say now. When is now? Okay, do you know what the Bible says about faith? Now. Not yesterday and not tomorrow. Now gives substance for tomorrow. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Joyfully anticipated. Okay? Joyfully anticipated. Just, that's God's hope. Okay? And it's based upon what God promised. Are you following that? It's based upon what God promised. There is therefore now no condemnation. You know what the word condemnation means? It means imprisonment, confining, condemning. Condemned you, condemned you to be sick for the rest of your life condemned you to be in that condition, condemned you to be poor. You can't, you don't have a way out. Now watch carefully what it says. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in who? Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the, that corrupted nature, but after the spirit. Watch verse 2. For the law of the spirit life in Christ Jesus. What? The law? The law of the spirit life in Christ Jesus has freed me. Has what? Freed me from the law of sin and death. Freed me. For God used the law against the law. A superior law. And the law of hearing 
and seeing God's word in your heart frees you from the condemnation of fallen human nature's logic and gives you the reason for you really being healed. Let me put it another way, just so you'll understand. When you leave this body, and we talk about this all the time, we put it in all different kinds of forms, but when you leave this body and you're going to the pearly gates, St. Peter's going to ask you, what is your reason for being here? Well, I went to church on Sunday. I tolerated Pastor Ronnie spitting at me. What's your reason for being here? You can't give direct... Uh, he's going to vet you too, by the way. You're going to be vetted. Okay? And if you don't have the right answer, you ain't a getting in even though you may be handsome. You may even have a likable personality. And you may think of yourself as a good person. Are you following that? All right. The same thing is true here on earth. Everything you receive from God comes from right believing. Which causes either faith in God or unbelief. Okay. Everything you receive. For God's put it where you are only justified in his eyes to receive what Jesus paid for if you believe on him and what he says about you. You cannot get it any other way. Okay? Now, some people say, well, God's not interested in healing me. He's not interested in problems. All he's here is hereafter. Well, now that kind of goes against even what your body says. Now, think about this for a moment. You cut your finger. What does your body try to do? Heal. It's the, it's the mechanism God put in your physical body. So your body's trying to get healed, but it needs, it needs your belief system to support it. Are you all here? Glory to God. I'm about to, get, I'm about to throw this thing down there. I'm trying to help you. I want you to see something. And when I say see it, I want you to see it in here. Okay? For the law of the spirit life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. James chapter 1, verse 25. Go there very quickly. James chapter 1, verse 25 says, let me go there. Because of, I want to make sure I close it, uh, 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 quote it right. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of what? What, what did he liberate us from? Liberty doesn't, he liberated us from that fallen human nature that gets us into wrong believing. We don't have to believe the status quo of our present circumstances. Faith is the substance of a joyful expectation in the future. And it believes it when? Now. Now faith. Say that with me out loud. Now faith. Now faith. 
Glory to God. Now, see, if, I can, if, if, the, if God can get us to believe in the now, believe the now, it's so now. Are, you, are y'all following me? It is so now. When does God consider you healed? Now. Why? Based upon 2,000 years ago. Isaiah says, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. Peter says, by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. Were is past tense. What? How far past? 2,000 years ago. You're not healed based upon you being at church last Sunday. You're healed in the sight of God based upon... 2,000 years ago. And what Jesus did. But he wants you to believe it when? Now. Now, if you can take what was done 2,000 years ago and believe it now when all the circumstances are against you, then guess what? It gives substance. It gives substance to a joyful expectation. Faith gives substance. You Listen, my mother did not walk for two years. For two years, she never walked. She was in the wheelchair. Now, I want you to grasp this. You got to get this. My mother at 94 was walking around with the leg they said had to be amputated. My mother was nothing special other than she dared to put these laws in operation to correct her belief system. I hope you're listening through live stream. For the law of liberty, whosoever, look at this, whosoever looketh into the law of liberty, everybody say looketh. I love it the way it puts it in the King James. It didn't say whosoever has looked. He said looketh. Looketh into the law of liberty. And being, and, and, and continues to look. Everybody say continue. And being not a forgetful hearer. How many of you ever heard this? Out of sight, out of mind. Isn't that a problem for most Christians? The word of God's out of sight and it's out of your mind. Woo! Holy Spirit's talking. Being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. How many of you know that it's going to be work to change that believing system? Get it corrected. Get it cleaned out, fleshed out. How many of you have ever renovated anything? Zona and I have renovated our whole house. What a mess. You got to tear down, pull up, pull out. 
Then when you get to the bare structure, you're going to find out you've got to replace. You start replacing it, then you start putting all the cosmetics on it where it looks good. I am glad we renovated, but I hated the process. Because it was work. It was effort, diligence. Be not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his doing. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed. That word conformed means don't be patterned by somebody else's opinion. Specifically, the devil. But be ye transformed. Transformed means you're going to move to another form. Transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind. That word renewing there means renovating. You got to tear out some old thinking. Tear out that old thinking. It's called stinking thinking. Let me tell you, when you get rid of, when you get, most Christians never allow God to get them past the cosmetics of their thinking structure. Because when they come to church on Sunday morning, they look the part. And it's all cosmetic. When really the structure, the underpinning of that support is corrupted by nature. Zona and I, we went through this renovating of our house, and they started ripping off all the sheetrock. We found stuff. Oh, my goodness, we found stuff. I'm not going to tell you what we found. Okay? You got to get past the cosmetics. I hate the saying, and I've heard many well-known preachers make this statement, and if you agree with them, Go ahead and agree with them because they're famous. But you're going, to be up, you're going to be up a creek without paddles if you, if you think like this. Fake it until you make it. If you keep faking it, you ain't ever going to make it. You got to get down to the bare structure of that corrupt thinking. If you don't get down to that and let God renovate that through his word, that's why you need a personal relationship and say, Holy Spirit, teach me, train me, develop me. I don't even know what to desire. You desire them stinking donuts all the time, and then you go around there saying, I just love donuts. I just love donuts. You love donuts, but you don't even like your wife. You misplace the word love because of corrupted thinking. Are you following me? And it begins to affect your believing system. Then you want to know why, why, why it don't happen, Pastor Ronnie. I tried that faith stuff and it don't work. No, that faith stuff tried you and it found out you don't work. The Word of God works every 
single time. You got a rotten board behind that sheetrock somewhere that the termites have been eating on for years. And you're going to have to get rid of it and replace it with a new way of thinking. If not, you're going to be conformed to the opinion of that lie. Be transformed. I want to read this out of the Passion Translation. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. This is this. Can you pull that up, guys? Beloved friends... What should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred living sacrifice. And live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Verse 2. Stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. Oh, man, we have let the environment around us dictate who we are. When God says, I want to liberate you from the, that conformity. And you're going to, I want to totally renovate your thinking so that, listen carefully, so that it does not corrupt you're believing. Because this is a fact. What you hear and see often enough is what you begin to believe because it's now gotten into your logic. And you reason it. You reason it. And you reason yourself right out of a miracle. What's my reason for my miracle? What's my reason? The reason for my miracle is what Jesus paid for. Not because I deserve it from the standpoint that I'm so good looking, which I am. The Word of God makes me that way. Okay? Think about this for a minute. All you that are above a certain age, I want you to grasp this right now. Grasp it. You can find this in the book of Romans chapter 4 when God dealt with a man named Abram. And Abram never believed God the way Abraham did. Abram believed in God. 24 years passed. And Abram, Abram came to God and says, You promised me a son. I, I, I don't see how. I haven't seen it yet. And God says, uh, <clears throat> Abram, guess what we're going to do? I'm going to make a covenant with you in blood. And it, it is the covenant that God made to Abraham. 
I mean to Abram. And at that point in that covenant, he changed Abram's name to Abraham. He allowed Abram to understand or give him a promise for 24 years, and he still didn't have the promised son. Why? Because he couldn't get him to say what God said about him. But he believed God could do it. He just didn't believe, he didn't, God, how come you ain't done it? Do you know that the book of Romans chapter 10 says, the faith that is of righteousness does not say, who's going to go into heaven to bring Christ down from above? Or who's going to go into the deep to bring Christ up from the dead? Who's going to go do that for me? You ever made that statement? God, come down and heal me. You know what you're doing? You're agreeing with the righteous, I mean, an unrighteous belief. He said, the righteousness which is from God doesn't say that. But what does it say? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. It's nigh thee. It's nigh you. It's not far off out in heaven, and it's not down underneath the earth that somebody's got to go down and bring up Christ from. That's already been done, my friend. Already been done. Okay? Quit, quit trying to get, and that word, I, man, I wish I had a, another hour with you. Christ, the word Christ means the anointed and the anointed one. Do you know what the anointed? Jesus did no miracles until he was anointed by the Holy Ghost. What does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit empowers you with the anointing of Jesus. This is what we're saying. It's the power of God. Christ, the New Testament says, is the power of God to everyone that believes it. Christ. So we're over here reasoning, who's going to go down in, into the very depths of, of hell and bring up Christ, the power of God? Or who's going to go to heaven to bring it down from heaven? That's already been done. Jesus did that. Okay? The word is nigh us. Now, why, why did he say that? Because it starts with you talking to yourself. That's the principal part of understanding. Why do you need to talk to yourself? Because you're going to begin to change the image that's on the inside of your system of believing. You're going to change it. You're not hopeless and not helpless. Quit talking it. Quit acting like it. You're not hopeless and not helpless. Jesus already done the work. Now your work is to believe that. is to believe that. He's already done it. Folks, I've seen a lot of miracles, and I'm going to see a lot more. I'm, I'm looking for those greater miracles than these, Jesus said. But it has to do with us starting to believe right. Get our system of believing correct. And it, pay, it, and it starts with what you're hearing and what you're seeing on a regular basis. Because I want to tell you, your faith 
can only rise to the level of the Word of God that's in you. You have no Word in you. You have no faith in you. Now, the reason why I'm talking like this, the day has come, the season has come for the body of Christ to understand something. We're wanting somebody else to do it for us. That's what we're wanting. Because this society has been conditioned to blame everybody else over something that is our responsibility. Your believing is your responsibility. It's nobody else's. When you stand before God, you won't have the opinions of others around you to support that. What's your reason for getting in? What's your reason for healing? What's your reason for prosperity? What's your reasoning? By the way, prosperity is not money in the bank. Prosperity is doing well. You know, God made me rich a long time ago. As long as you keep looking at the bank, how much you got in the bank, I guarantee you, you won't believe right. Woo, man. Glory to God. How many of you are going to give me a little more time? That's 5, 10, 15, 20. All right. I'm just, what I hear, I want to shake you up. I want to shake you up now. And get you out of the sackcloth and ashes of your self-pity. Self-pity will never believe God. It'll never believe God. It will reason you to stay condemned. Jesus paid a price. And he's waiting for the church, waiting for the church to wake up to it. That's why he made this statement. In the world, you're going to have trouble. But be of good cheer. I've overcome it. You know why he said, I've overcome it? You know, I, people used to say, I've, I've made that statement. Lord, I, I, I know you've overcome it. I'm talking about me. He said, if you'll believe, if you'll believe me the way I believe my father, you'll overcome it. That's why Jesus said, I don't say anything. I don't hear what my father's saying. I don't see, I don't do anything except I see what my father's doing. Thank God for the written word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you right now. Glory be to God. All right, look at me. How many of you raised your hands earlier? You were hurt. All right, I want somebody to tell me where your pain's at. Is your pain, it, who, who in here had their pain leave while I was talking? Anybody else I want to see right here? That's more than one. That's, I got three, four witnesses. Let everything be established by two or three witnesses, and I got four. Now, see, we make it hard. It doesn't have to be hard. You got that by just listening to the right stuff. I, I, I'm, I'm, 
Jesus. I hope you that are viewing by live stream grasp this. I pray to God that we do. Folks, I, I'm not telling you that I'm perfect. I'm telling you there's a level of faith that God wants to bring to the body of Christ for this moment. It's a new way of living. Listen, ain't no sense in laying hands on somebody else if you can't lay hands on yourself. And God's, uh, God's wanting you to grow up with this understanding. He wants you to grow in this so you can lay hands on people that, that don't know what I'm telling you. When's the last time you laid hands on somebody that was, may, may not even been a believer? What if I lay hands on him? It doesn't work. See, you've already conceded. You've already conceded. God has commissioned you to spread this gospel. Glory to God. Father, I thank you right now that the completion of that healing in hearing the word. Sometimes people were healed as they went. But Lord, I thank you, the went that we're talking about is following your word. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, Father, right now that someone through live stream is receiving this. You are the healer. You paid the price. You are the deliverer. Lord, you're not just covering the subject of healing. These same truths operate in other areas of our lives. Our loved ones, our families, peace of mind, prosperity in the work of our hands. These principles are true. Father, I thank you right now that you're purging our believing. Help us to purge out the unbelief. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is a new day. It's a new day. It's a new time. Glory be to God. It's a new time whereby God's going to do things exceedingly, abundantly, Above all that we ask or think. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Now, you spirit of doubt and unbelief, we rebuke you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Take authority over you. Command you to go. We thank you for a total recovery. In Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me, please? Glory be to God. Father, we thank you as we leave this place today that your grace surrounds us like a shield, follows us wherever we go. We hear your voice and the voice of another we will not follow. Thank you, Father God, right now. Glory to God. You've given us your angels to, char to take charge over us, least... We dash our foot against the stone. Or you've given your angels to protect us. Our families, our properties, and our goods. 
And you've given us the name that's above every name, your name, Jesus, to use, which we invoke and we declare in the mighty name of Jesus, there'll be no tragedy named among any of us. Father, I thank you that you're filling us so full of your love that as we go out into our everyday lives and the people we touch, your love just oozes out of us. Can't help it. It's just our nature. We give you the praise and thanksgiving for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.